Welcome to the Inner Revolution Show, where we take a journey within to uncover the inner resources deep within our soul to transform physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. It is through this higher sense of knowing we are able to design and live our lives with purpose, compassion, and for the collective consciousness. Are you ready to start your own inner revolution? Come with me. Welcome to the Inner Revolution Show, everyone. I am your host, Dr. Renee, and this week's episode is going to continue to provide you the best information as it relates to emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual well-being, particularly amidst this global pandemic that we are all facing right now all over the globe. Today's guest is a returning guest, actually, who we had on the show last year, who is just evolving into such a beautiful symbol of spiritual evolution. And I felt that her presence here was so deeply needed. And I'm talking about Liz Carlisle. She is the CEO and founder of Motherhood Unstressed. She is currently developing many products that aid women in getting back to their own self-care practice, their own emotional, spiritual, and mental well-being, and having a ripple effect on the family unit. And it's so beautiful to hear Liz talk about how she's maneuvered through this process in her own life, facing her own struggles, but also as a mother of two young boys today amidst the global pandemic, and how she's handling all of this and finding her new normal, yet still sustaining a sacred practice each and every day. So we're going to talk about anxiety, raising children, how to, again, restructure our schedules amidst this pandemic, how to keep our time sacred for ourselves, and just how to keep a very positive outlook look amidst the stress that many of us are facing today. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So let's go ahead and get Liz on the show. Hey, Liz, how are you? Hello, Dr. Renee. How are you? I'm good. I'm fantastic. You know, pending world events right now for us all, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I couldn't think of a better guest to have on in this series right now where I'm really trying to help the listeners of the inner revolution with a variety of different perspectives, mind, body, spirit, really how to stay in alignment with this energy right now, because it, it is going to ebb and flow, right? It's going to go up. It's going to go down. It's at moments we're going to be without feeling at other moments. We're going to have so many feelings and emotions about things. And I think realistically, most of us are recognizing that this is going to be something that's going to be with us for a little bit longer than we probably anticipated. And so I wanted to have someone on the show today who's going to be honest and forthright, but yet still have such a positive and beautiful perspective about life and health and well-being. And so this is where you come in, um, you know, my dear goddess, because I can't think of anyone better. And we had you on the show not that long ago. And really, we're talking about a variety of different things, but your business and your platform has just exploded since we saw you last. So can you tell the listeners a little bit about what you've been up to? Yeah, of course. And I'm so honored to be back. This is such an amazing show, an amazing community, really. 
um, and you're a true light worker. Um, Thank you. But yeah, I mean, you know, since since I was on the show, I've just continued to kind of stick to my mission of uplifting mothers, especially in a way that really empowers them to live their best lives. And that is through, you know, that inner work that we all hate to do sometimes um, through right. meditation, through journaling, through connecting back to who they really are. Like it always comes back to that for me and that that speaking to your own inner child, speaking to your own soul and, and to nurture that person who needs just as much care and love as your children. And so many moms, you know this out there, who put themselves last and, and turn into martyrs and then resentment builds. And then you just look around and you're like, how did I get here? Yeah. And so my mission really is to circumvent that um, and to bring healing to the mother. And then, you know, through the ripple effect that happens to her relationship with her husband or partner and her children and, and really just elevate everyone. And it can be as simple as, you know, establishing a solid morning routine or grabbing a journal um, and, and writing down your thoughts, simple, simple things that are really um, transformative. Yeah, absolutely. And I know in your business as well, which we'll talk about here in just a little bit, that you have been creating many products as well to, to help individuals in their health and well-being. And, you know, we will certainly talk about the role of, of some of those here in a little bit. And, and I have been a customer of yours as well. Your products are amazing, have brought mm -hmm. great peace, serenity to my life, um, especially in my travels, which I'm certainly not doing now, but you know, mm -hmm. in, in that stress. And I didn't never thought anything would ever work. And I was absolutely amazed. I remember reaching out to you that day and I was like, my asthma even was improved and my yeah. breathing was improved. And I was like, holy cow, I've had nothing, nothing mm -hmm. before that point that really did that for me. So, so we'll save that goodie for just a little bit because I want people to really, really appreciate that and be able to reach out to you. So, so let's talk mother to mother for a little bit because I know right now, many of us are, well, all of us should be, but some of course, essential employees and things like that are still working as we need them. But most of us are hunkered down in the home. I know you're going on week two. We're into week two as well already. And you know, talk a little bit about some of the things that you have learned just in these last couple of weeks, you know, that, that you're sort of recognizing um, that you're coming to because of this crisis in the world and how you're sort of embracing those and working through some of those. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. Um, so I think the first week, all of us probably were just in shock, you know, just trying to yeah. figure out what was really going on in the world and in our own homes. Week two is, is a shift, you know, because I think <laughs> everyone is more, okay, this is our life now, at least for a while, you know, we gotta, we gotta have some kind of routine. Last week was kind of a party, but now we need to kind of hunker down and build some kind of structure. And for me, especially, you know, I thrive off of structure. I thrive mm -hmm. off of discipline. Um, just as a way of feeling safe, I think. Um, and so for me, you know, absolutely non-negotiable getting in some type of movement practice. And, you know, yesterday in Atlanta, it was pouring down rain, so I couldn't get outside. But since this all kind of broke, I've made a point to get out of the house by myself um, for at least 20 to 30 minutes, whether it's through walking or running or just listening to a podcast um, just being outside and doing something where I'm out of my head 
and into my body. That has been crucial, I think, to, to my sanity yes. and to just feeling like, okay, you know, I have some kind of control over what's going on, even though, you know, we're all kind of, um, you know, victims to this, to this illness, this virus that's just overtaking the world. So yeah, I mean, something as simple as that, like I, I go back to simple practices, getting outside, moving your body, um, producing those endocannabinoids, which makes your body feel good and calm and peaceful. That's everything. And then you can go back into your house and, and get into, you know, your kids online educational portal and help them through that work and help them right. through that, the, the, the terror that comes from that, or, you know, the, turmoil. Um, I guess I'm just speaking for myself here. <laughs> oh no, we, we understand. I, I know my daughter had a meeting this, this morning, her group, um, you know, her, her advanced group in school, they have a special meeting with the teachers this morning. And I was like, mommy, I don't know where that link is. And mm -hmm. everyone's talking about this meeting and, and we just had to reassure her and calm her down a little bit. And, you know, there it was, and she's set and she's all good. And it's amazing, right? Because, you know, I don't know how you are, but my kids are very different and oh, you know yeah. she can get up self-regulate turn on the laptop get into the classroom and do what she needs to my son is still sleeping yeah and, right and so like how do you navigate you know when you've got these varying personalities and perspectives in the house how have you been able to kind of navigate and get that into a streamline i'm i'm going to be honest with you it hasn't been totally seamless you know i think <laughs> Right. Because because we're all still still pressed, you know, we all have to have our own work done. We got to get our own work done. We've got to keep the house somewhat presentable, even though it's just us in the house. You don't want a messy, cluttered up house. So you've got that. You've got your own work, and then you've got these two personalities or more. And for me, I was just kind of coming down with, you know, this is what we're going to do. Everyone's going to sit down and we're going to do work. And clearly, you know, that doesn't work. So for me, it's been kind of riding the waves of emotions because not only are we regulating our own emotions we're trying to regulate these individuals emotions which aren't fully formed yet right um so you know i think it's just coming back to being really patient patient with yourself patient with the kids not getting triggered if they you know maybe talk back or say something rude because they're frustrated or bored or whatever um just taking a breath and and a moment and i have i've had to leave the room and go upstairs and just kind of collect myself and then come back down so that I wouldn't say anything I regret or just, you know, raise the tension in the room. And, you know, I'm wondering when that, when moments like that happen in my house and I'm this self-care guru, you know, what's happening in other houses, you know, when the frustration hits, because it's going to hit all of us at some point, it's unavoidable. We're in close quarters, you know, we're doing what we have to do. Um, and yeah, yeah. Trouble times are going to come up. So yeah, coming back to the breath, coming back to taking those moments aside and then getting back into the moment fully there, fully present, I think is really helpful. Yes. And I love that you said about riding the wave because mm. I, w I was just talking about this on my platform as well, how important it is going to be to be forgiving of these young mm -hmm. ones over these coming weeks and really to be forgiving of ourselves too. We, we may lose our cool at times and we can't be perfect, but it is going to be so important that even amidst those kinds of moments, we, we say a lot of, I'm sorry, you know, mm. and be honest about our feelings with one another. I mean, what a more, there's no more beautiful moment right now. You know, we always have to find that light within a crisis. Mm. And one thing I thought of, I don't know if you've been experiencing, experiencing this was, 
how much I'm able to actually do things with the children on a social and emotional level that I haven't really been able to do to the degree that I wanted to, being yes. able to observe their emotions, being able to observe a lot of things throughout the day versus just at night when they're home from school. Have you been able to kind of experience a little bit more of that? Oh my gosh, yeah. And, and it is like they are different people during different points of the day. You know? Aren't they? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it's it's cool though. Like I like communicating with my oldest Nash. He's seven. And, you know, we were doing the work yesterday in the afternoon and, you know, noontime is when probably their energy is at its apex and they're funny and they're gregarious and, you know, making jokes. And it's just like, wow, you know, you're right. Like I haven't really interacted with this version of Nash, you know, in a school setting, um, where his brain's going. And it's just like, wow, there you are, you know, like, Hey, um, so yeah, you're right. It was interesting to see that, um, before my younger one had a meltdown, but you know, <laughs> It is, it's just these little glimmers of these people and, and, and a deeper sense of connection that you're right is able to happen because we are spending so much more time together. But, you know, I ended up playing a board game with my oldest last night for an hour or so, and we had the most fun. And, and during the school week, that never would have happened, you know, right. you're getting homework done, you're getting them to bed. And then that's that. So we, I mean, as hard and different as this process has been, the opportunity for connection and a deepening of relationship is absolutely there if you see it and take advantage of it. Oh, I know. I know. On so many levels, I think even, you know, holding and filling the heart space through social media right now is so beautiful to mm. see. And, you know, yes, there are the fear you know, full-fledged individuals out there, but I think that most of them are just trying to find their space as well. And and those of us that are doing this work, the more that we hold them into our heart space, you know, I think they'll settle. I think they'll calm down, oh, yeah. you know, recognize. And then there's always going to be the percentage of those who aren't awake yet that no matter how you speak to them, I always say, let them sleep because mm. there's there's nothing more scary than trying to force awake, you know, a sleeper. And we just have to let them be right now. But there's enough of us light workers and you know healers and things like that in the world to do an amazing job right now in this shift. And the one thing that you were doing well before this pandemic was working with mothers in particular and helping them to really come to that beautiful space within their own hearts and healing of their own selves to begin to heal their families. So talk mm -hmm. to me a little bit and our listeners about how you were inspired to do that work because it's just so glorious to watch. Oh, thank you. No, I think honestly, it came from my own need to heal, my own need to figure out what the heck was going on, you know, as I moved into this new role as a mother, completely leaving behind my former identity and really struggling with that. I mean, you know, so many people don't make a change until they're so miserable that they have no other choice. And that's really where I was. Um, and, you know, I kind of dug myself out inch by inch over the years until I was finally at a point where I could write about it. And that turned into, you know, the blog and the brand essentially. Um, and I realized, you know, that that's a really common story. You know, someone who heals themselves, whether they know what they're doing or not, they come to a point of healing and then they look back and they think, you know, I could help others through just sharing my own story. And that's really what happened to me. And, and, you know, once it, the train got going, there was no stopping it, you know, because I didn't, I was so 
filled up with the stories of other mothers and just comments, you know, with stuff I would put out and women would say, you know, God, I needed to hear that. I needed that reminder. Thank you. And that, I mean, it's just that full circle moment where what you're doing, you know, whatever that may be in life, you're creating something and it matters. And that I think is, is what every human wants, no matter what you're doing, no matter what your career path or your passion is, if you're serving others, if you're lifting others in some light through your own life experience, that's everything, you know, unless you're an egomaniac. (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly. Which most mothers are not, right? Right. You can't be, you literally can't be. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, no, I love when we talk about the ego. And I think that again, remember that most of the research and philosophy of the ego was written by a man. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, it's, it's really fun to sort of, sort of see how that plays out. But you know, I do. I adore you. And I love the work that you do. And it's so gentle and it's so nurturing. And I know Mm -hmm. in my own work, and I always make sure I don't talk about myself very much on my podcast, but the one thing that really stuck with me was that I felt that I couldn't do it all in a way that other women were doing it. I had this misconception Mm. that women were just getting it and figuring it out and everything they did turned to gold and everything I did turned to coal and, you know, everything was harder for me. And I think a lot of women feel that because we're so isolated, particularly in Western cultures, right? I have a lot of listeners in other countries as you do, but for the, for the Western part of the globe, I think many of us don't live with our mother-in-laws or, you know, mothers or extended families. And, and if we do, it's, you know, to a very different extent. So it's usually just us mm-hmm. navigating, managing, you know, uh, being every person you can imagine to the little ones and even the partner at times. Right. And right. I felt really isolated alone and like I wasn't good enough. So do you have, like, is there a common area, common themes that you have seen amongst the women that you've worked with? I mean, I think you said it so perfectly. It's this, it's this notion that everyone else has it figured out. Everyone else is doing a better job. I'm a loser. You know, I'm, I don't have my stuff together. I'm barely making it at work and then forget about, you know, having everything together at home. And it's just craziness. You know, it's these women who are so hard on themselves because of this idea, this story that they're telling themselves, which really isn't true. You know, we all do great sometimes, we all do terrible sometimes, and then for the majority of us, we're right, you know, somewhere in the middle. And that's life, that's normal. So releasing that judgment on ourselves, I think is number one, the biggest thing you can do. And then bringing in that, that heart-centered kindness to yourself and then to everyone else around you. I mean, it's, it's, it's everything. Like think about how much energy you would free up if you just did that. And then you wouldn't be afraid to maybe start a blog or, you know, start cooking and, and taping your cooking and putting it on YouTube, whatever it may be, you know, so many women now are, are getting into making masks for medical workers and they're kind of coming into the light just through that passion of sewing. And I think that that's so beautiful, you know, so we all have these gifts to share if we kind of release the guilt and the judgment on ourselves first and then it's like, oh, you know, I, I have all this creative energy. I am a good person. I am a good mom, you know? And it just, it can completely change your life. That little shift alone. Oh, that's beautiful. And I remember having a conversation with a mom once. I mean, she is your knitter and your 
baker and you know mm. kids would you know you would see them in school with their brand new knitted outfits and their bento boxes and I would just <laughs> be like how do you do all this this is this is amazing and beautiful and she said I wish I had a name and identity and a place to go to sometimes like you do too and uh, I thought, wow, you know, it was really an eye opener of mm-hmm. how we all yearn for something that we don't necessarily have or can do. And, and that's why I think as women, collaboration is so, so important and that we build our own collective units because we are lacking, right, that extended family and we can create family however we wish to anymore. That's the beautiful part of well, the and world. I think- Oh, yeah. And especially now with everybody kind of on lockdown, sheltered in place, we have such an opportunity to connect with other women who, you know, want to share, especially, I mean, we're hardwired to connect, especially women. I mean, our survival counted on our ability to work well with others um, as a team unit. So, yeah, I mean, I think we're at a very unique time right now, but also a really exciting time for that reason alone. Yes, absolutely. And the one thing I've also experienced, I I think you'll probably say yes to this too, because a lot of mothers often will come to me asking me if I can coach their children or work with their Mm. children. And I do. I mean, my, my youngest client was, has been nine, you know, and my oldest has been 71. So, I mean, Mm. I've had such a broad array of, of clients, but when they come to me each and every time, I always forewarn them that there will be a moment where we may recognize that there is work that you need to do. And, you know, and it usually is them more so than their children, but, you know, they come to that realization on their own. And so do you, do you find that in this work that you're doing that you are helping the children by helping the mother? Oh, 1000%. And really like that's, my number one goal is to help the mother because I know that it's going to ripple out to her spouse and to her children. And that's, I mean, that's, everything, you know, I mean, you are, especially if the kids are before age seven, I'm sure you know this, you know, they're hardwired after that age. So any kind of positive work you can do on the mother and how she interacts with her children, how she sees herself, which is how they perceive themselves a lot of the time is, is crucial to who they're going to be and how they're going to be when they are adults and the type of partners that they're going to choose in their lives and how they may or may not parent. Um, So it, it is a big part of my mission to, you know, heal the mother so that the child can be um, more resilient to stress, more self-loving, more compassionate, um, really more intelligent because you are freeing up all of that, that chatter in the brain that really doesn't need to be there. Yes. And I even talked to some of my clients who have really young babies. I mean, they're still in breastfeeding phases and, you know, things like that, babies under, you know, 12, 14 months. Mm-hmm. And I remind them that, you know, every emotional vibration in their body right now is received, especially if you're breastfeeding. And yeah. even if you're not, it's still received. But I mean, they are sentient beings and they can feel everything. So it's so important and it's never too late, right, to do the work. It's never right. too early either. You don't have to wait until that child's manifesting things for you to realize your stress. You can do it now. And, right. you know, I even tell people when they're doing it, when baby's in utero as well, it's beautiful, right? Because you're I remember you saying that. Yeah. And I thought that that was so powerful. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, because I, I love that, you know, when we think about when baby's in utero is so deeply connected to us, right? Through umbilical cord, through heartbeat, through everything. So if we're centering ourselves amidst the stress, 
by meditating and breath work and relaxation and, you know, um, sound healing and rest and all these types of things, that baby gets all of that to Mm. the maximum. And so it learns breath work, even in utero, it learns the rhythm of the heart, um, how it relaxes and how it expands and really comes into a space of peace with it more than we ever knew. And it doesn't mean, you know, because some people say, well, will it fix any personality defects? <laughs> <laughs> genetics are still genetics, my friends. Um, right. And I always say there are no defects. There's just the beauty of DNA, right? And we can't <laughs> control DNA, but it does. It allows for that ability to connect on that level where prior generational wounding can actually be altered, right? Because we know that that's two generations back. So mm-hmm. that can actually begin to be altered in utero just simply by, by doing the work, doing the work, yeah. feeding our bodies, feeding our minds, feeding our souls. Oh, it's just so beautiful. Yeah. So thank you for asking because that is something I'm so passionate about. But mm-hmm. so, so there's a variety of things that are, you know, that we're having to think about right now. And you are the queen of, you know, the daily practice. I mean, that's something I so admire when I see your page and I see your, your, you know, videos and lives and all these types of things that you are somebody who has this daily sacred practice. And that's something many of us struggle with. You know, we're like, yes, I want to do that. I want to do that. We might do it one day a week and then we might do something else another day a week. So what do you do on a daily basis? What's your practice like? So I have, I, I have a non-negotiable morning practice and what I do in that practice can change depending on how I'm feeling that day. But the things that never change is when I wake up, it's, it's usually at least a half hour to an hour earlier than the rest of the household. Um, I drink a glass of water first thing, obviously go brush my teeth, go to the bathroom. But then after that, it's like quiet time. You know, I might start the coffee, but then I'm sitting on my yoga mat just breathing, connecting back. I'm trying, you know, not to fall asleep. I'm kind of just breathing and getting centering and processing, you know, whatever was processed in my dreams the night before. Sometimes I'll grab my journal and jot down anything because I do like to journal before sitting in meditation because, you know, as Julie Cameron, the amazing writer used to say um, about her morning pages, you know, she would just free write for three pages minimum get everything out, every concern, every worry onto the page. And she said, do that before you sit in meditation. Because if you meditate before you do your morning pages, you're not going to care about anything anymore. (laughs) So (laughs) process it out, get it out on the page and then do your meditation. That's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love to write down my dreams too, because you know, so much can be learned from our dreams about how we're feeling about ourselves, what storylines we're telling ourselves, just writing down my dreams alone in this past year, I've really brought in a lot more self-awareness about the stories that I tell myself and, you know, how I see myself. And, you know, sometimes it's not always positive and it's like, wow, I I didn't really realize that that was such a a linchpin in my life. You know, I'm bringing in the awareness, maybe I can start to make shifts. So hydration, uh, meditation, journaling, a little bit of stretching and movement, you know, you can do some sun salutations just to kind of connect back to your body in a way that's more animalistic because we are, I mean, we are these animals walking around and so many people are in their heads and not in their bodies. And that's when your health can go awry. You can miss things that you would have noticed if you were more in tune. Um, you know, little things like that. 
Um, and when you, you do this type of practice, it can be short, it can be 15 to 20 minutes, but you really connect back with who you really are. You connect back with your animal body. Um, you send yourself this love, you put out gratitude, you're changing the chemistry in your body and your brain. And that to yeah. me sets anyone up for success. Whether you're a mother or not, you do that. You're going to start your day motivated. You're going to start your day from a positive place. Um, little things that, oh, you know, busy tasks that you think are so important. You kind of look at them and you're like, you know, I can, I can do that during this time block. And it's like, it just frees up all of this mental energy. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. And I love that you said non-negotiable, you know, the items that can fall in there can be somewhat malleable and flexible, but, but the time I get up early before the kids, I'm with myself, I'm grounding, I'm centering, you know, you know, also getting the body ready for the day and all those kinds of things. It's just incredible. And I, I really struggled with this for a long time because I was so tired and I was just doing mm. so much and I would just barely get up before the kids and then be rushing, you know, to yes. get them ready. And I'm frustrated and I probably would be a little less flexible in their emotionality because, you know, they're upset because they don't want to be rushed mm-hmm. and rightfully so who likes to be rushed. And then, you know, they go to school with a mood because, you know, we have a mood and, I think that's so beautiful that when we can really get ourselves to the best place, like you recommend, there's less of that that can actually come in. So whatever that child really needs and whatever they are acting out with is really just theirs, not ours. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's, that's the beautiful part. Now, thinking about the schedule and those kinds of things, how in these times might our moms and you know families alike, because we're all together, right? Whether we like it or not, we're all <laughs> together. You know, what are some things or recommendations that you have for us as a family that we can do, even if maybe, you know, some communities might not be allowed to go outside, right? Most of the US we're still allowed, but some countries they're not. Right. Um, do you have any recommendations for things that we could do inside? Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously the biggest thing is is coming together for ideally all three meals of the day, but you know, at least one where you can get together, build that morale within the family, you know, ask each other questions, deepen those bonds from a place of open listening and open heartedness. I think that that's it really just connects everyone. It's like, okay, we're on this, we're in this team, we're we're going through this together, you know, everyone's you know, valid and being listened to. I think that that's, that's incredible, whether you're surviving a pandemic or not, just that connection and sense of unity in the family. Yeah. And then obviously incorporating movement together. I like to go out and do my walk separate, but then I'll come back and we'll do something physical just to get the the energy out again, connection to body. Um, And, you know, I think those two, those two big things really stick out to me. You know, I could, I could list off a lot of other ones, but I think connection and unity and then physical movement is, is really going to be your key to success, surviving this mentally, emotionally, and physically. Yes. And I know for my kids, as I've been sharing on my platform, 
you know, many kids show stress in a variety of ways, right? They're not going to show it the way that we think they will, particularly in an uncertain moment where lacking frontal lobe, they don't even know what this is. They know logically, but they really don't understand emotionally. And, you know, my daughter asks for art supplies right now and, Mm. you know, those kinds of things because she likes to sketch and to really paint. My son asks for coloring books and other things like that. And I think those are also, you know, really great ways for them to just be able to relax and get in there and, you know, kind of settle with that. So yeah, it's interesting time for us all. And as we said at the beginning of the podcast, as much as we would like to think we're just going to ebb and flow out of this, realistically, this is probably looking a little bit longer than most of us probably envisioned, but we understand, you know, the importance of healing the planet and coming to a space back together and all those kinds of things. So whatever it takes, I know most of us are open to to doing the work. And to help you all here, my dear listeners, the reason I brought Liz in right now was because she also has a beautiful um, business in which she has created many, many products um, through her own need, as well as her work with her clients and seeing what people really needed to bring in their day-to-day lives. So um, can you talk a little bit about, you know, some of your products that you have out there that might be really helpful, you know, particularly for anxiety and calm and, you know, well-being. I know that I am in love um, with your CBD products um, and have found great relief, not only for my asthma, but also my stress. Um, you know, and really has brought peace to my life. So anything that you can recommend for people and where they can kind of find these products so that they can look into it more. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, So the everything under my brand is called Motherhood Unstressed, the podcast, Instagram, and the website. And when I really was beginning the brand, I was like, okay, if I would were to come out with a product, what would be most in alignment with what I talk about each and every day? And, you know, it comes back to self-care and stress um, as a mom. And so uh, three years ago, two year, two and a half years ago, um, CBD was just kind of coming onto the forefront. There weren't that many companies doing it. Um, it was mostly a California or a Colorado thing, um, but I just, something clicked and I, I was really just trying it for myself kind of tentatively. Yeah and finding the benefits from, from taking CBD. And, and I realized like it, it was just too perfect. It was just too many alignments going on. Um, right. I met the right people at the right time. Um, so I, I started my own CBD line, which now, you know, you hear about that every other day, but I was in it from the beginning. <laughs> yes, you were. Um, so I, I sourced um, a, a great manufacturer. We use only organic CBD. Um, it's all third-party tested. It's all grown in the USA, which is very important. Um, and it's legal to ship to all 50 states under the 2018 Farm Bill. So when you take CBD, I think a lot of people think, you know, well, I didn't feel anything. I just took it one time. And in your case, you felt it the same night, which is, which is awesome. Um, but for, for a lot of people, they need to take it consistently for at least two weeks. And we're not talking about a, a, a big amount. You're talking about, you know, five to 10 milligrams, which is, which is nothing. It's tiny, but over time it helps balance your body's own endocannabinoid system so that you are at a place of homeostasis. And what that means basically is the endocannabinoid system is an overarching system that affects everything else in your body, your digestion, your stress response, 
um, how you sleep, uh, how you process pain, all of these different things. And so when that system is imbalanced from taking a phytocannabinoid, like a vitamin essentially, your body is at its optimal level. Um, and so really with everything going on in the world right now, it was again, kind of the strange alignment that had happened. So many people were dealing with stress and I was in a position to help them, which is just everything to me. Um, and so I recommend for anyone who's never tried CBD to start with um, the capsules. It's a really easy, it's again, like taking a vitamin. Um, yes. I personally love the tinctures though. I just have a peppermint and a non-flavored one. Um, and I just do it first thing in the morning. I take my CBD with my coffee and I'm good to go. Um, it's just part of my routine. Um, so any, any of the products on the website would be helpful. Um, you just don't want to take too much or you might be a little sleepy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so what, besides the capsules and the tinctures, is there, I know you also have the, do you have the oil? Yep. So that's, that's the tinctures. tinctures. Um, okay. It's just basically just the liquid form and you would just take a little, like a half dropper, place it underneath your tongue, hold it for 30 to 60 seconds and Got then it. swallow. And there is more bioavailability in the liquid just because it's being absorbed essentially right into that mucus membrane. Um, but any, any product that you take consistently is going to show benefit and they're all fantastic. Oh, absolutely. And I know a lot of people were so leery of these products years ago, and now you see them everywhere. But, <laughs> yeah. but I love that you said, though, I still want people to be very cautious about, you know, where you buy them from, make sure that when you purchase them, that's why I'm so recommending Liz's products, because I am very, very particular about what goes into my body, mm -hmm. not only out of common sense, but because of prior health conditions for me, and also my overly sensitive body. I am very mm. sensitive to a lot of things. If there is anything that is not um, healthy and pure, my body picks it up in a second. And I have an ability to identify that really quickly. And so, you know, your products are pure, they are organic, they are grown in a place where we know every movement of what's happening in those things. But some products that are grown in other parts of the world are not pure, as I'm reading, and, you know, can have some sort of um, inappropriate things. <laughs> Let's just right. put it that way. So, so what would be something that, you know, people should really look out for? Absolutely. So the number one thing you want to make sure is that any CBD brand that you're buying is third-party tested. First off, to make sure that it actually has CBD in it, and they're not trying to sell you some MCT oil in a bottle. Um, and the second thing is uh, you want to make sure that it's organic. So hemp especially is what's called a phytoremediator. So it pulls toxins and heavy metals out of the soil. They used hemp to clean up Chernobyl and oil spills. So it's that oh powerful, right? And it's that powerful. So if you are getting something that is not organic and then you're concentrating it down into a tincture or a capsule, you're putting in concentrated poison into your body and paying a pretty penny to do that. So you really, really want to make sure that all of their third-party test results are available, um, that they're organic um, and, and really watch out for that because you know, it can be in a pretty bottle at a gas station and you really don't know what's in that. So those two things are crucial um, because you don't want to, you know, you're, you don't want to spend money and then poison yourself. You know, the supplement industry is, gosh, multi-billion dollar industry and only growing. Um, so you really, you owe it to yourself to do your homework. But those two things are, are crucial. 
Absolutely. So everyone check out her website, Motherhood Unstressed, and just look around. And she often, you know, has specials and things like that from time to time as well. So check into that. So my friend, we're getting to the end here. I'm always sad when we get to the end of the show. And as you know, I always ask the infamous question I call the footprint in the sand, where we really think about that imprint we're leaving on the planet and the world. And probably right now, we even notice this far more. But thinking ahead and, you know, as you're going to be getting to the end of your career in many, many decades from now, what is it that you hope as you look back that you have made an impact on for the world and future generations? Mm, I love that question. I, I think it always goes back to hope and empowerment. Um, especially, you know, when you become a mother, you really are thrown for a loop you know, who am I? What am I doing with my life? Am I being good enough? Am I, you know, am I doing the right thing each and every day? Um, so my hope for my legacy in this world is, is to show women and men that you're doing, you're doing a great job and you have the potential to do so much more when you give yourself the grace and the kindness and the forgiveness and the love that you give to your children. Oh, absolutely beautiful. And you do do that. I have to tell you, sister, you are full of grace and light and beauty and hope and promise. So keep on doing your amazing work for this world. Well, likewise. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here with us. And as we said before, all of your platforms are motherhood unstressed. So I would assume website, Facebook, Instagram, anything Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Are you on TikTok yet? I am on TikTok. I've done like three videos. I'm just playing with it. But oh I- my goodness, I've not made the leap. I don't know if that's <laughs> going to be one for me. I was like, I don't know how to make that one interesting, you know, for myself. I was like, ah, maybe, you know, maybe every platform is not for everyone, right? But- <laughs> I don't know. You might surprise yourself. I could see you busting out like a choreographed dance with your kids. I don't yeah. know. We'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm trying to persuade them to do some Qigong videos with me oh. for, for Instagram because we do a lot of movement meditation, but they're still very camera shy for some moments. So we're going to have to figure out how to bribe them here over the next couple of weeks and get some of those yeah. things out. So, so fun. We'll do it with you. Yes. Well, thank you, Liz. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you, Dr. Renee. Thank you for all the work that you're doing, the light that you're putting into the world. Um, I know that I need it as much as your audience. So thank you. Oh, thank you. And everyone, please check out Liz, Liz's pages everywhere in social media. She is just absolutely beautiful. And you are always welcome here in the Inner Revolution. Thank you. So for Liz Carlisle, I am Dr. Renee. And this is always your place to lay your head here in safety in promise and hope and light, no matter what we're going through, we'll all go through it together here in the inner revolution. Have yourself an amazing week. Thank you for listening to the inner revolution with Dr. Renee. Tune in again next week for another fabulous episode. You can reach out to me on Instagram at dr.renee or you can check out my website at www.transcendentheart.com. Talk to you again soon.